0: Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Numbles Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Great service department that backs it all up. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. John Sterling says he's back with the Yankees next season doesn't know if he'll do every game. But I plan to continue working, and I have right now no desire to stop. I'm going to work. He did cut back on road games this year. So if you had your choice between Aaron Judge and John Sterling, which one did you want back? I'm just kidding. All right. What?
1: Let's going say, but that's a very hard choice to make.
0: Oh, come on. You look at your little kids and you go, please allow us to say I'll rise next year, dear Lord. <laughs> I can hear you now. That's a good one, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what a scary household. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile... Lisa's play, praying for health and peace on earth. <laughs> Correct. Right. And you're over there going, oh please, I need Aaron Judge back. I hope, oh, please, protect Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Big Ten football schedule comes out tomorrow for 2023. Uh, I've known for a week what it is. Um, I'll have comments tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Oh boy.
1: Uh, I'll leave it at that. Something tells me the Big Ten strikes schedule makers strike again. Yeah. And I look forward to a, that tomorrow. It's got
0: a couple in there where I just sit back and go, "You got to be kidding me." <laughs> uh, uh. All right. All right. Uh, I just, okay. I just, I'll leave it at that. Our play by play call today. Now, Murtsy's going to love this. Her Bears won, and a Nittany line made a play. See more con- play action continue to be called. Here's one floated for Swift, and it's picked. Brisker, the rookie. That's his first. He also mentioned he was from Penn State in that too. When it was all said and done, it was all said and done. Great. All right. The Eagles will play the Steelers this week. As the Eagles march, I mean this. I mean their schedule is the equivalent of Sherman marching through Atlanta, don't you think?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Because even the games I thought would be a little more challenging, may not be the case, a.k.a. the Green Bay game Sunday night, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Because, quite frankly, Green Bay stinks.
0: I mean, Every game that you you guys play, you get the Texans on Thursday. I mean...
1: Yeah, next Thursday, correct.
0: I mean, there are several Eagles that I think just may take the night off. Uh, You know... I'm going to go to the Poconos. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, Mike has to play. Yeah, you know, Mike's third stringer. It'll be good for him. All right, uh, we'll come back uh, and now talk with Neil Coolong, sir. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Great to have you with us here in the house.
2: Yeah, I think Trey Young could get snaps in this offense. Well, he pro- exactly he... where? It's not like they they don't have positions for him. <laughs> they can find a way to get him on the field. I'm sure.
0: Based on what I've seen from their skill position guys and all the way through, there there's six available spots for them. All right. um, Well, maybe not where Pat is, but everywhere else. Um, I will give Mike McDaniel all the credit in the world. He did everything he could to give the Steelers a chance to win.
2: It was really kind of a, a tale of two games for him, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, I saw those first two drives and immediately thought that this guy's yeah. going to win multiple Super Bowls. I mean, yeah. they were flawless. in it, it, to be fair, um, it, it's not as if Tua was throwing with pinpoint accuracy. He threw a couple balls that, that needed to be caught that weren't, but uh, he threw behind on a couple. It wasn't perfect in, in that sense, but they were unstoppable moving up and down the field it was like wow this is this is the best team in the nfl i mean they look better than buffalo did right away i mean buffalo you know took advantage of, of mistakes but pittsburgh uh they're out there playing i'm not sure they know uh, what zone calls they're making i'm not sure exactly if they're aware of, of the depth that they're dropping but you guys are wide open and they're getting hit uh without Damn. any pressure at all and then it just went away and from there to a Turned into the quarterback that his naysayers say that he is. So it, to me, it, it was a really interesting uh, paradox between what McDaniel is is uh, scheming up, how they're drawing it up, and then from there what they're doing with it. Because Tua it all of a sudden looked far rustier uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a, as the game went on. As, as soon as as like soon, the other way around.
0: As soon as the script was exhausted, he looked rustier, and so so did his play caller
2: yeah it's it's a weird phenomenon i've I've talked to a coach about this before really kind of believes in this. It, when You look over the play-by-play; you can see when the script ends. Yes, no and that's doubt. exactly what happened with Miami. I mean, it was that's just right. all of a sudden the bottom fell out. They even made a comment. What uh, Mike Tirico said something in the broadcast like um, Pittsburgh seems to have figured out what they're doing defensively. The receivers aren't wide open anymore. Right? It's like yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty observant. I mean, it, it's it, Pittsburgh obviously adjusted. They they figured out yeah um, a bit more what they needed to do, but Miami was not nearly as effective um, in their final, what, eight possessions as they were in the first two. And they were deadly on the first two. It was a very impressive performance from them. Mm -hmm. You can see what they're capable of doing. But Pittsburgh, uh, they, they took, you know, a few shots on the chin early and fought it the rest of the way. They just don't have the ability to throw a haymaker themselves or at the very least doesn't seem like they're willing to, and now their yeah. their receivers are calling them out for not doing it. It's not just the fans calling out Mad Canada anymore. Uh, the players seem to be, you know, getting more and more bold each week. So I, I don't know how this turns out. It, it's uh, it, it's potentially pretty messy, and I'm not sure how that the, the I, I'm not sure how they fix a whole lot of it uh, moving forward. But they've got their hands tied um, in, from here on out the rest of the year. I mean, they're they're a, they're bordering on Historic territory for Pittsburgh, for as bad as the start as this has been, and it doesn't seem like there's any relief coming. I'm not yeah. sure what else they're going to be able to do.
0: The last interception, Kenny Pickett literally got baited into that. I mean, the, the safety just baited him, and he took the bait, and he threw it, and he he jumped it, and he picked it off. Uh, so, uh, but that happens. I. Uh, it's interesting I know he plays with gloves all the time you know in part because he needs to grip the ball but I'm not so sure why he's wearing the gloves in the rain those things don't work in the rain
2: no gloves are, are what they're allowed I guess I can't say this because I haven't uh, seen the specifications today but recently they've made changes uh, with gloves and, and what what the material can be and the material isn't benefited when it's wet the way that it used to be. It used to be when it was, when they got wet, they were basically glue. Um, it's different now. And while I would agree, he got baited into that. Um, the, the gloves seem more of an issue on the the first of the two picks that he threw. Um, it, 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 he doesn't have the arm to make that throw glove or not. And it wobbled quite a bit. He had a lane to throw that. He should have been able to deliver uh, a much better pass than he did, but You know, we've talked about this a bunch, and I know that it gets to a point where it seems like teams and evaluators, all they talk about is arm strength, arm strength, arm strength. On a play like that, you can see why it's valuable, because that's a big boy throw. I mean, that that was a good 25, 28 yards uh, on and out, and it needed to be in a a pretty tight window. Um, I, I feel like the look was there. I feel like he had a receiver there in a pretty competitive space. It just needed to get there twice as quickly as it did, and I, I think anyway. And I am somebody, one of the few people that you know, wasn't quick to criticize everyone that was yelling about uh, Kenny Pickett's hand size. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a factor. I'm not saying it's a huge one, but right. it, 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 if you, if you're able to get half of, if you're able to get your hand halfway around the ball, you're going to have more control over it, especially when it's wet you're going to be able to hang on to it when easier, when you're getting hit and you can develop more surface area on the ball to release off your hand, which is what makes it spin and what makes it go. So there is an advantage to that. How big of a disadvantage it is, is I think a different question, but on that play, when you really need to, to, you know, step back, drive and rip that out, uh, you, it, it helps to have a, a bigger paw and he doesn't and he probably shouldn't have thrown that at all and we saw right there why he's a, a top 20 pick and not a top 5 pick. Yeah, Things like that he doesn't have the arm strength the velocity to cut through uh, the rain and get a ball on a dime like that uh, over a large distance and it is a factor. He shouldn't have thrown it. Let, let two interceptions that he threw. The first one was more yeah. on Claypool another story but the the last two were bad decisions and bad throws so it it's frustrating at this point with with Pickett you don't know how to evaluate him it because it's like the big moments that he has they're all bad right now he's got a lot of of basically it's like he hits all underneath stuff but the bigger stuff in terms of moments are going the other way. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be leading the league in interceptions. He's only played half the game that he was able to play. So there, there's clearly a problem there. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't look good for him. But the perspective to take is based on where he is in his last game as the heaviest and what he's done the previous game and, and whether or not we're seeing the same mistakes over and over again. We can't say this is the guy for years to come or – this is not the guy for years to come. We, we don't have enough to, to really make that determination right now, but uh Pickett spoiled. What I thought was a fairly decent game um, up till that point with two pretty bad decisions uh, late in the game when they needed him to be at his best. Um, Mike Tomlin covered for him. I felt in, in the press conference saying that, you know, that the whichever cliche he used, that he didn't go with the stadium lights one, like he normally does, but he's there for the moment. These are the big moments for him. Um, I, I felt he, he blew it when he had it. it, it the opportunity was there for him. Um, the last interception, I, I don't know how he didn't see the guy that was there. I think you're right. He probably got baited into he did. To trying to make that throw, but if yeah. he saw the guy and saw him open, he saw the 15 yards of roof oh, in yeah. front of him. Sure. He really, and he was going to. That was the thing, too. He changed his mind at the last second. You can tell. he's He's about to tuck the ball and run, and if he does, he's getting minimum minimum eight yards in a first down. And they're they've got a couple shots at the end zone. Uh mm-hmm. if he does do that, but he he you know, really he played hero ball and he's just not he's not at the point that he can do that consistently.
0: All right. Eagles this week. Um to their credit, uh, on both sides of the ball, they're playing at a pretty high level. What do you think about the matchup?
2: Um. Really, not a good one for Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia is is a team that has built itself to be what we are seeing right now—a a very wisely constructed roster um, and and uh, philosophical game plan. What what they're trying to do is kind of give you the cliche of making you left-handed, whatever it is that you do. They, they're balanced enough to be able to do that, especially on offense. If you're really good at one thing on offense, they can do something that you're not, whatever it is that uh, you're not good at. They're going to find, and they're able to exploit that. That's the value of having um, a, a, a deep roster <clears throat> that has guys that get paid, of course, but uh, <laughs> not to a point. They don't need to get AJ Brown, the ball 12, 13 times a game. Mm-hmm. They can make him effective on six targets if they need to. They have multiple running backs. Um, Miles Sanders, who's, who's destroyed them in the past, right. uh, he's capable of doing a lot on 12, 13 carries, touches. Uh, Jalen Hurts can throw um, in, in, in an intelligent scheme, which is what they have. He's got a bevy of receivers he can go to, and he can make plays outside of the pocket on his own. It's hard to prepare for them because they're, they're solid at least at everything. And they're not a team that's going to light up the scoreboard, but they have a defense that can counter anything that you're doing as well. So you need to get up to the 27 point range uh, to beat them consistently. And we're seeing that to this point this year and Pittsburgh can't do that. So, it, it, you know, just in personnel alone, their roster is just considerably better than the Steelers are They're They're right now uh, certainly a better schemed team on offensive defense um, it, it's it's tough. You know, I thought if, if Pittsburgh – my initial thought over the four-game stretch that they had, my initial thought was if they had a chance of winning a game, it was going to be at Miami just because who knows what you're going to get with Miami, the new coach. Uh, at that point, you know, Tua was hurt. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is not a quarterback that's right. beating everybody in the league very often. Right. It, 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 Miami looked like the team that they would beat, but it kind of seemed like they flipped with what I thought Tampa Bay would be. Tampa Bay had a terrible game. It looks like their their season's kind of out of control right now. But Philadelphia has maintained um, their their level of dominance. And plus, they're coming off a bye and playing at home. That, that's yeah. not the kind of opponent that Pittsburgh can beat right now. Uh, best record in the league oh, for a reason. I, I don't like Pittsburgh's chances in this. Um, it, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to get bad uh, just because Philadelphia is not the kind of team that's going to put up 51 points on you. And, and as uh, Chris Collinsworth said a couple times, I think it, it's a really fair point. It's really hard to kill the Steelers in a game. You've got to play four quarters because they're not going away. You can take a beating like they took on those first two drives. They had 136 yards, I think it was, on, on the first two drives of that game. And somehow they held on. Uh, to, to for a goal line stand to force the field goals. 10 nothing it should have been 14 if you just looked at the amount of big plays that the Dolphins had on offense. Pittsburgh does that. They're able to to fight and keep it relatively close to give them a shot uh, at the end of the game. I, I don't think that'll happen here. I think Philadelphia is the team that uh, they can jump out early on script as well, and they'll, they'll keep it there, unlike Miami.
0: Always a pleasure, sir, even talking about I feel like I'm watching Gage and DeSoto on emergency. All right. Uh, <laughs> but thank you, as always, my friend.
2: Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: You'd have to have a reference to reruns there. Kevin Ty, Randolph Mantooth, paramedics trying to save people's lives. I feel like they've been sent over to Akuture Stadium. Meanwhile, your team continues to play XFL teams. I I, I, I don't get it. You're all happy about it. No, señor! No, señor! No, señor! Andrew Marchand tomorrow on the TV contracts that the Big 12 and Pac-12 are trying to negotiate. Chris Wheeler coming up on Friday. to talk about the Phillies, and we'll also talk Penn State. We're going to do a mixture of World Series. Because, you know, what happens is I ask Chris all the Phillies questions, and he asks me all the Penn State questions. So you used to pray for the Eagles? I mean, Really? When did you stop? When they kept losing, or? I'm only asking these questions because I'm worried about you. Have you transitioned over to world peace? I think he quit. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Hmm. Mm.
2: When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, Ooh, me I neither. Know. We get good. Sunbury Motors your oil change, tire alignments, brakes and inspections. Quick Lane 630 to 6 Monday through Friday, Saturday 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. 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 out of auto repair.
0: You know, I thought the acting by the dog in that commercial was better than the suit in the other commercial, didn't you think? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, everyone always remembers the dog, so... Well, that no, just goes the, dog saying. St-
0: the dog seemed to be into his part, right? The suit was just, like, reciting lines. Now, the other guy in the Bucks commercial was really kind of into it. He was pretty
1: good. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, our guy, Max Traupin, who we've had on the show here before, well, filling in. Max is great. But, I mean,
0: I mean the, the suit acted like, you know... It's like John Hamm in the one commercial where somebody has to come over and give him water. It's like, come on, you're not that kind of guy. Well, you do shickle on me and Bucknell. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565 This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I wonder if he was acting on the play-by-play cut. No.
1: No, that all, I can I'm tell you. That is your... fact.
0: Yeah, but did they score on that play? They
1: did. Right. Yes. Um,
0: okay, and I'm just checking because yeah. I mean, sometimes he, I, I, half of it he makes up.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, he wishes he had more, but unfortunately, that's just the way it's gone this year.
0: I call him as I see him. If I don't see him, I make him up. I mean, that's not really a motto to live by. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. At least when you're praying for the Eagles, slip in world peace. Could you do that?
1: Oh, yeah. I always did. I, I I always went by priority. My priority list from most important to least no. important, the Eagles oh, were always at the oh, end.
0: The Eagles, oh, please. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, how about world peace? All <laughs> oh, the Eagles, Eagles. I mean, world peace cool. I mean, how about the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> I talked about world peace. I swear to God, I, I slipped it in.
1: I'd always say, you know, I pray for this, 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 and give the Eagles a, a win today. That's all. When did you stop? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. It was a while ago. That's a really good question. When did you stop? (laughs) I want to say, probably.
0: When did you finally say, I don't think it's working?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably say sometime in high school, like early on in high school, maybe.
0: Like, who was the quarterback at the time?
1: Uh well if I started in high school in what oh seven so McNabb was still the quarterback then no
0: no wonder you stopped all right <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> no señor no señor no señor <laughs> all right so here's yonder lineup okay tomorrow Merrill Reese. And the voice of Ohio State, Paul Kills, the great one himself. Coming up on Thursday, Bill Hillgrove, high school roundtable. Friday, oh, and also Andrew Marshand coming up on Thursday, right? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. He's on tomorrow. We
1: got Merrill, Andrew, and Paul all tomorrow. Wow. Another full show tomorrow. Hmm, I think I may show up.
0: That's right. I'm the one that shows up every day. Okay. Uh, And Friday, Chris Wheeler on the show for a combo World Series Penn State football talk. I think it works out pretty well. Okay. And then uh, the last half hour will be the king at 4.06 on Friday. Um, Your two kids are going to be on. Now I don't know why you set this stuff up. Why you do it? <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I hear the kids say "I'll rise," and then I find out that's all he says.
1: I'll right. rise. Yep, yeah, but I can't build twenty minutes out of that. <laughs> well, you can do an Eagles chant.
0: I mean, if, this is like having an animal act on. It just you get upstaged every time. <laughs> I mean, what, what what are we doing here? I'm worried. I mean, I I know this is being forced by the grandparents. I got that, you know. I understand. But what am I supposed to do with it? I also want to know when you're going to bring them into Santa on on, uh, during the Christmas season.
1: Well, that'll be in two years from now. Luke's not eligible yet.
0: Oh, you got to be at least four years old. Yeah. Right. I see.
1: Two years and mowing, Luke will be eligible.
0: Even though he's mowing the lawn now? Correct. That's a little lazy on your part, don't you think? All right. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: This is from the guy who's been... I've already stacked a quarter and had a half of wood the last two days. i got a half quarter to go. We'll do that after practice tonight. All right, let's bring in Matt Leon. Speaking of the good times are on a roll in Philadelphia. The Phillies are in the World Series. Matt Leon joins us. Sir, always a pleasure.
3: Good to be with you. Uh,
0: The Phillies thing uh, has obviously captivated the city. And it's not just the fact that they're there. I think it's how they do it. What do you think?
3: Oh, I think it's it's a combination of of things. I think I've always thought that when a team goes on a the, run there's nothing like kind of the first time a group goes on a run yeah and that's that's you know it's it's fresh it's exciting and it's also extra special when a, a serious championship run kind of comes out of nowhere which this has so i feel like you have kind of melded these two unique situations that are really special and it has presented itself uh this way and it's not just and to your point of how they do it there have probably been about six moments at least during this postseason that are going to be seared into fans' brains as incredible special I remember where I was when XYZ happened, you know, obviously culminating with the Bryce Harper home run uh, on, on Sunday, but it's been incredible it really, it has Taken over the city. It has captivated everyone. It is really, it's, there are so few things that kind of bring just unmitigated joy to a group. And that's what this run has done for the city and the region. It's, it's really a lot of fun.
0: And the bottom line is because it's done so early, they can now set up their pitching any way they want for this series, right?
3: Yeah. And it sounds like this is just you know what some of the beat writers have put out there that they're gonna go Nola wheeler uh for games one and two instead of Wheeler Nola, which is kind of how they have rolled. uh I haven't heard Rob Thompson say that, or specifically if that is the case what the the thinking there is uh I don't know that it matters that much; they are going to be the first two pitchers, so if it's one two or two one uh I'm not overly concerned about it, but uh. You know, Houston's really good, like special good. But I think I'm kind of to the point where I kind of throw the paperwork out the window as far as what yeah. should happen or what what to expect because we're we're kind of through the looking glass with this Phillies team. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't, you know, what what held true for the longest time isn't holding true the last couple of weeks. So just kind of ride it out, and see what happens. <laughs>
0: Well, since 2014 I mean, your champions have all been different. Yeah. I mean, I mean the Houston is on a great run where they made the American League Championship Series 6 straight times. The Dodgers have had a great run. Right? They each have one championship. Mm-hmm. No, nobody has multiple championships since the Giants won it in 2014. Nobody does.
3: Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, a lot of it's funny how when the Phillies beat the Braves, there was a lot of hand wringing by pundits and all about the playoff system and how, you know, all these 100 well, win teams are, are losing and we maybe should restructure things so that we get the better teams later. I don't remember any of this hand wringing when the Braves team last year that won one more game than the Phillies did this year. Went and won the World Series. It's interesting how what leads us to pearl grasping and what doesn't. Uh, But yeah, I think I think it's short series. You know, so it it can change on so little. You know, like an eight hole hitter that had three home runs all season hits two in one game, and it's not something you can count on. Or you get one middle reliever who just gets into a groove and throws eight shutout mm-hmm. innings over four appearances and yep. it's you know it, he had a four and a half era coming in it doesn't make any sense it's not something you could look at and say oh well that's going to be key you know and that can switch it and you've kind of seen that with the, the Phillies throughout this series like the in the the wild card matchup with St. Louis St. Louis is three outs away from a game one win and probably you know, going on their way to a two-game sweep, yeah. and they absolutely implode in the ninth inning yep. with walks and hit batters and errors and misplays, and lo and behold, you open the door for the Phillies and look where it led you. And it's just it takes so little to swing the pendulum in a in a short series like that. But I think that plays to your point yeah. why you have all these different champions because it doesn't take much for. Uh, what was a great run one year to be a, a disappointing early exit the next
0: well and I remember in night by the way, and just so you know like guys can get hot at certain times of the year. Scott Roches is not in the Hall of fame uh nor will you know nor will he ever be in the Hall of Fame, but boy, yeah. you put him in the World Series, he played pretty darn well uh but nineteen eighty seven twins won the World Series, never won a single road game the entire postseason. Yep. And I remember people complaining to me about it in doing this show. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I said, what do the rules state? First team, now back then it was best of five. If right. I beat these other five teams and have the best record, they let me go to the postseason.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: I win three games first, they let me go to the World Series. Yeah. If I win four games first, they give me a trophy. I said, which rule did they break? <laughs>
3: like, exactly. Like I... <laughs> You know, and that's part of the... It's funny, like, it's a bad thing when it happens in baseball, but we love it in the NCAA tournament. Yes. We we love when 15 beats two, oh. uh, when 16 beats one. Like, you know, that's, that's incredible. Those are, are great moments, but when when a, a six-seed beats a, a two-seed. Well, maybe it's time for us to reevaluate how we do this. Like, I, come,
0: come on, no. stop it, stop it, Absolutely stop it. not. Uh, the Packers and the, and the Steelers were six-seeds that won the Super Bowl. Okay? Yeah,
3: you it's funny. You don't hear that with the, with no. the NFL. You never hear anybody no. complain, oh, there's a six-seed, there's too many teams in, like no. – you know, and it happens all the time, like sure. where the last team or the second, the last team in the seating gets in. Because really, once you get to the playoffs, you could throw the seedings out the window, other than the home field. Right. You know, it's it's one, any given Sunday, so it's just it's just interesting yeah. how much uh, complaining there was, and but it's you know it's it's baseball, it's short series. I mean, it's
0: yeah.
3: it does it like I said, it just does. It takes so little for the for the pendulum to, to shift, for the momentum to go yeah. to the other side.
0: Uh, Eagles-Steelers, uh, bye week for the uh, Eagles. They've got the Steelers this week. Uh, just your quick thoughts on the game.
3: I think it'll be tougher than than I think probably a lot of people think. I think the Steeler defense has been a little sneaky better the last few weeks. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles do. They had all the momentum going into the bye. I'm never going to say that a bye is a bad thing, but uh, maybe you're a little uh, out of rhythm. Uh, I, I think the Eagles are clearly better i think pittsburgh will struggle to score points against them which is probably what will be the deciding thing i think yeah. even if pittsburgh's defense plays well there's a good chance the eagles still be able to put 24 27 up on the board and i don't know that pittsburgh can get there unless the eagles offense shortens the field for them in the, the form of turnovers and stuff like that and that's really something the eagles haven't done so you know anything can happen but they they take care of the football and if they force Pittsburgh to put together long drives I, I just think it'll be a struggle for the Steelers to get to 20-24 to points.
0: Uh, quickly Penn and Princeton are continuing on their uh, path to the end of the season. Both are undefeated right now. Big win over Yale. Uh, I have to ask you about your quarterback Aiden Sayan. Uh, he had nearly a 300 yard passing game at Franklin Field. How much has he improved?
3: Oh, it's it's he improved greatly from last year to this year and he has improved greatly from the first couple of weeks to now. Like you can early in the season you could see great improvement but he still threw a few balls a game that made you cringe cuz they were either intercepted or probably should have been intercepted. Yeah. And in the last 4 weeks I can count him doing that once. Like one ball that he threw that you're like what are you doing dude and you know other than that, uh they spread it around. They they go 7 8 deep on the pass catching and you know legitimately and that's because of his maturity, also because an offensive line that gives him time. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's really been fun to watch, but saying he's only a sophomore, a true sophomore. Yeah. Um so to have him at that level now and you look where you could have him as your starting quarterback the next two years in addition to finishing out this year. Quarterback has been kind of a bugaboo for the Quakers the last several years as far as finding somebody consistently they could kind of kind of count on. They've had kids play well in spurts, but not someone that you kind of could kind of stamp the program on and say, this kid's going to lead us for the next few years. Uh, it's it's really big, and you know, like you said, 6-0, and still work to do, but it, every... Saturday it gets a little closer to a Penn Princeton season finale that will be one for the one for the ages.
0: Off to Providence. You got Brown this week, so and I do have to laugh on the at the white out on Saturday night, this guy goes walking by with this white and it was Brown, right? Mm-hmm thirty six jersey. That was Joe's nice. That was Joe's number at Brown. Very nice. <laughs> I looked over. I looked. I said, that was Joe's number at Brown. The guy goes, yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I said, I know I am. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that is
3: well That is well done.
0: Yes. So, all right. Hey, my friend, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, good luck this week in Providence.
3: Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Take care. Did you
0: see the comment that, or hear about the comment that Harbaugh made yesterday about you, and do you have any reaction to it?
3: No. I don't know.
1: Uh, Ohio State. Again, another answer you didn't like. No, actually, I like that question because Jim Harbaugh's a nitwit. I was asked a couple
0: of years ago about something either Harbaugh said or did or whatever. And I said, you know what? I said, Jim Harbaugh could care less about my opinion. And my response to that would be, what a coincidence. All right, so.
1: (laughs) I mean, my beef with it is he he, he goes out of the way to blame James Franklin for the scuffle in the the tunnel, but then he's like, but I I have bigger fish to fry. Well, then why are you saying something? It's your own typical hot-headed nitwit self that's just trying to stir the pot up in the media. You know what? Stop it and go win some more games, keep your job in Michigan. That'd be great. Thanks
0: when the when the schedule comes out tomorrow, they are coming here, okay, just so you know and it's three and three the last six between the two teams so no don't, don't, I don't worry about such things, which of course drives you nuts <laughs>
1: <laughs> no in this case, it's fine because. You know, it's Jim Harbaugh.
0: It's okay, whatever. He can say whatever he wants. You know, he can say whatever he wants. I Don't worry about such things. The um, boy, the Bears looked great last night, didn't they? I mean, they—they, they, I mean, they took the Patriots apart last night in Foxborough, no less look terrific doing it you Now i always like montgomery as a running back anyway fields did fine defense for the bears played great and uh what's the thursday night game this week
1: this week is ravens bucks
0: you know what that's actually not a bad game on thursday night
1: i know even though both teams have been struggling a little bit, it's it's a, it's a fairly interesting matchup.
0: But you know what's interesting? Right? When the Giants beat the Ravens, that's the first time an NFC team has beaten the Ravens in the regular season. Did you know that? With Lamar, with Lamar Jackson in quarterback. Wow, no, I did not know that. I'm glad you am That's sure a stat right you. there. I'm sure you're glad you showed up. Now, obviously, Wink Martindale is the defensive coordinator for the Giants. But what's significant to me about that stat is this. Teams in the AFC can beat, because let's face it, the NFL is an homogenized league. You know, Everybody runs the same stuff. The Eagles are running the same stuff as the as the Steelers. Are running the, the Eagles are running the same stuff as the Bears. They're not running anything different. Maybe a little different with Hurts once in a while, but it's all really the same. The league's the same with a couple of exceptions one of them happens to be the Ravens with Lamar Jackson so if you're an AFC team you do see it enough where you figure it out if you're the Steelers, the Bengals or the Browns, you see it twice a year if you're an NFC team you never see it like when's the last time the Ravens even played the Giants right And because it's different, it's not easy in a week to get ready for. Matt actually knew the stat, right?